You're listening to ND Fan Radio on One Foot Down, part of the SB Nation family of blogs. I keep my hands on myself. One Foot Down, the One Foot Down podcast. We are so happy. Are we happy? Best day ever. The best. Day. We are so happy to be talking about football again. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about football? I thought we were... Okay. I don't know. That's fine. People That's... have been clamoring. Rumor has clamoring. it people have been clamoring for, uh, for a show. The clamoring. And, and of course... Who wouldn't want to get the taste of four and eight out of their mouth? Yeah, and who are we to not give the people what they want? Free Barabbas! Right, that's, <laughs> that's, that's us, right? So, so we've diligently reviewed all our uh, procedures. We've analyzed our attention to detail. We've figured out that a new Jumbotron in the studio, a.k.a. monitor... <laughs> We'll solve all of our issues. That is a comparable video board. We have a, a new monitor. We have a new keyboard. We've got a new locker room. We're, this, yeah. is a, this is a 10-win podcast. <laughs> Guaranteed. In addition, I'm more than willing to say that I screwed up last year's entire season of podcast because I was too focused on fundraising. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so that's on me. That's great. That's on that's, me. That's, that's okay. Great. That's awesome. Did no. you? Do we say all of our names? Did you say, does everybody out there know who we are? I would did hope you so, that? but if not, there are some new faces here. Uh, do our reputations precede us? Or? Oh, 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 the new faces are on the coaching staff, right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, new strength and conditioning co- by the way, shout out to Coach Matt Bayless, hashtag body by Bayless. I'm the biggest I've ever been, and I attribute it to, to all to him. I just weighed myself this morning, 252.8. Wow, 252.8. Six, six four and a quarter, 252.8. You're, nice. you're on the get right plan. That, huh? That's the, uh, that's, thanks Coach Bayless. Good, good, <laughs> good, good looking out, dog. All right. Uh, no, Cousin JJ's back. I, I think you heard uh, Cousin JJ on a couple shows last year. Cousin JJ's in the house. In the house, national champions this year, baby. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> He's okay. I, I was just about to say <laughs> that we were looking to feature him a little well, bit this year. Uh, and, here, and here's the best part. He's the only one not drinking right now. Yeah, and now I'm going to cut his microphone cord with scissors because of that. So, Well, I think you're all going to find out that uh, that's probably not where he's coming from this year, but I don't want to speak for him. Um, but hey, just like the intro song, I can't keep my takes to myself. So let's get into it. Are we going to try to be organized this year? A, a little bit. A little bit. But it's going it, to, at least until they play games. Once they play games, See, you don't have to right. be organized. That's my fear. This is very much like, all right, do you think this year has very much a feel of like Charlie Weiss 2008? Absolutely. 100%. There's so much going on that's the same. Charlie Weiss said, I'm stepping back from play calling. He put in Mike Haywood. There, Mike Haywood. Whoa. 
There's wow, a, yeah. There's just from the past. I, I watched I watched Chuckles press conference <laughs> le- leading into 2008. And I couldn't help but think myself, it's very similar to this year. Very similar, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, just, like, just think if we would double our win total, how awesome will that be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Don't even say that because you know that's what's <laughs> happening. You know that this whole thing is setting up for that, all right? You know it. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Four, 400 million bucks, baby. Notre Dame is one of five schools to double our win total from the year before. Yeah, what right. Accomplishment. I can see it. I can see it now. Well, I can see it now. All right. That's a, that's a slight lead into one of my things. All right. Which I'll, I'll, I'm going to set you guys up with a couple takes here. Minimal, minimal organization. In your mind, is there any reset? This here's the funny thing: we've done this long enough that I'm sure this is like verbatim of something we said last year, which is equally tragic, and and he's a bum. Yeah, exactly. Get him out. Um, <laughs> is there any is there any reset button for either of you for Kelly? Like, is there any? This is a new season. There's new coaches. There's new players. Like, does he get to go back to any sort of ground zero? We're just going to measure you on this year moving forward. Do you get that at all? Or are you like, listen, you got a lot of sins in the wake of the boat. He's a witch! And exactly. And like, and you must pay for them. Like, are you, do you believe in reconciliation? You don't look like a new. Do you believe in reconciliation this year? Not, not, not reconciliation. Because of how bad it is, which is a weird way of putting it, is there any way with all these new coaches, new, new QB, new Pope, does he get the hard reset button or no? Cousin JJ? I've put a lot of time and thought into this, and I've really thought of an answer, um, which I think is uh, you know, very detailed, very well thought out, and the answer is no. Okay. No. Absolutely not. No I... no resetting at ground zero. I mean, four and eight, it's it's just like Chuckles, like uh, cousin West said here. I just I mean, we can talk about it all day long. He should have been gone last year. I, I hope we win a national championship this year. I'm going to be cheering for him my heart out. But um, based on where the program is, there's no statistical evidence to to make us believe that um, this thing's going to hard reset and we're going to the playoffs this year. I just I don't see it. As a quick follow up to that, which I I like your take. I have no problem with it whatsoever. Did the four and eight push you over the edge, or did you feel that? I know you probably felt that way before four and eight even happened. But Absolutely. similar similar to Weiss, was it like okay, look. I'm I'm a patient man. You probably didn't say that, but I said that. Um, but the four and eight is beyond the pale. It's an embarrassment, similar to losing to like a Syracuse or UConn or Navy kind of thing. Like this is this is unforgivable. Is that is that what happened last year? Yeah, I mean, you know, I was off the bandwagon before last year, and I, I'm not unrealistic. And a lot of people kind of pin me as unrealistic, but at the end of the day, you look at our recruiting. You no, come on. <laughs> I, hey, listen. Our recruiting talent is there. The facilities are there. Um, if you look at what Clemson's four-year talent was, I mean, we've talked about this at length last year. Very, very similar. And for us to go out and go four and eight and lose to the teams that we lost to, like, it, it, it's an embarrassment. It's an absolute embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Here, here's the thing for me. This is this is where I'm struggling for this year and what I can't – this is what I'm having a hard time reconciling in my mind because – I believe Kelly's got at least two more years at Notre Dame. Think about this. Charlie Weiss went three and nine. They brought him back for 2008. He went seven, seven and seven and seven and five. One one Hawaii Bowl went ended seven and six. Something like that. And then they brought him back again in 2009 for when he went six and six. Okay. The AD, by the way, at that time was Jack Swarbrick. My point is, if Swarbrick gave Weiss two more years. And this is actually his experiment, right? He, the Brian Kelly experiment is Jack Swarbrick's. He owns this. Mm-hmm. 
why would he not also have at least two years, right? So anything short of going 500, sub 500, I think anything less, uh, anything above 500, Kelly's back. So regardless. Dun, dun, dun. That was really, do you have a lightning sound effect? That's really <laughs> scary what you just well, said. I, 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 and I'm not disagreeing. That uh, was, no, that's really I've scary. I've accepted it. I mean, it sucks. It's hard for me to, to, to like, that's a pill that it took all off season to, to find. I'm like a dog. I had to hide that shit in some summer sausage and trick myself into swallowing <laughs> that pill. Ooh, is this brunch? Hey, brunch. Delicious. No, it just, if Swarbrick b- brought, Charlie Weiss back after going three and nine and he got two more years and really didn't do anything. He had no accomplishment other than getting the, the bowl win monkey off Notre Dame's back by beating Hawaii. So short of that, like what reasonable person would say that Kelly doesn't at least have two more years. Well, and we've already heard Swarbrick saying that's business as usual. And we're just going to sit down and have a cappuccino and talk about how the season went. And uh, I believe last year he said they had some stats is that what he said? We had statistics that we reviewed to to go into his performance, um, and I We're, think by you the, and I made light of the fact. Like, what possible statistic did you get to analyze his performance and say, "Let's keep I, moving forward"? I mean, I want to be happy about this. I mean, I like I I don't want to be as negative and as drunk as I was last year. By the way, ten minutes into the show, I need to. Uh, can you grab the? No, Woodford? you're doing great right now. You're doing great. If you get to a half hour, I'll give you a Snickers bar. Oh, I think I was. I went with the Elijah Craig. Oh, you it's, did. Uh, that, okay, it was a little higher on the price. All right, gotcha. but I mean, I just I've come to accept it. I mean, J- Jimmy, do you disagree? He's he's here. What's going to get Brian Kelly out of here? You've come that, to accept it. No, That's I, like looking at a, a lion at the zoo, and they're just like throwing chicken breast at it out of a cellophane <laughs> wrapper, and you used to be a stone cold killer. Yeah, I'm not saying I. I'm not uh, saying I'm upset about it. Uh, I might actually get to talk this look, year. This look, look sweetie, awesome. this is what it's like in the wild. It's <laughs> like, a wild he's animal. He's throwing McNuggets to him. <laughs> <laughs> the lion. He, like, dumps, dumps a supersized value fry yeah, in. Dumps like, a supersized fry on it. The lion's like slowly <laughs> scrolling on his phone, like looking at Instagram. I, You know I used to kill zebras, right? I swear I did. That's you right now. I've come to resign it. You're wearing a navy. Shut up. Hey. <laughs> don't, don't, I, th- that was not on purpose. I just, You're wearing a navy football shirt. Navy I'm football. not talking about the color. Oh, I'm talking about gosh. the team, which we've been through that too. So we're just connecting I, to last I mean, He season. could be a Purdue fan. I mean. Listen, I... I want to be excited. I want to be. I want to be pleasantly surprised. I mean, I've got a lot of stats and, and a lot of stuff that tells me, you know, every reason why everything's not going to happen. And the, but the most enjoyable thing about being a Notre Dame fan is the off season. Because <laughs> golf, it's golf season. Golfing, right? <laughs> when, you, when your cable goes out, I mean. I, no, okay, I mean, well, let's go to cousin JJ then. Cousin JJ, there are a lot of new coaches, and if there's any way that Kelly has shed some of his responsibility, which it doesn't quite sound like that's really the route no, he's I don't going. Oh, maybe it has. But let's be honest: two new coordinators and a new quarterback. The team won't be identical to last year, for better or worse. It just won't be the same. Does that at least? I know that doesn't give Kelly the reset in your mind. Does that at least make you feel like at least I'm looking at a new product this year? At least there's some new faces and names. Does that matter at all? Yeah, I mean, it matters. I'm, I'm optimistic. I mean, it's better than having the same coaches back from last year. Uh, I mean, it can only get better. These hires are better than last yeah, year. I mean, anybody, I mean, literally, you know, the the lion, the lion with the McNuggets calls a better defense than BVG. So, I mean, that that's... 
you can't argue. I mean, yes. Turn down okay. for what? Of course, we want to see a competent defense who knows how to tackle, who can who can t- force turnovers. That's going to be fun football, right? Yeah. And listen, the offense that was ran at Memphis last year was exciting to watch. They put up a lot of points. I mean, again, I think things are going to get better. And like and and like Wes said, I'm optimistic. I want us to win the national championship. I think that's extremely unlikely. But at the end of the day, I mean, all three of us at this table are going to be screaming at the TV on Saturdays, hoping that we win them all. And I just, you know, I'm excited. I'm hopeful. But there's no statistical evidence that says that we're going to we're going to be good this year. Well, and I think one of the hardest things is I—I'll be honest. I don't know that much about the coaches. I did do some Wikipedia research, which oh, is about wow. the level I go to. But but honestly, the, their wow. page, oh, yeah, their yeah. their pages oh. are not that. You know, you got you got coordinators coming from Memphis and Wake Forest. I mean, and if you just take that in a vacuum, I don't want to be stereotypical, but you know, like that's those aren't big name guys that we went out and grabbed. You know what I mean? Now they're on the up and up. Here's my thing with these coaches. You're talking about taking a lot of people from varied backgrounds. I know you got like the Jeff Quinn is like, I don't know, some sort of Steve Bannon so... character. I don't <laughs> oh know. My what... God, is that... I'm not saying ideologically, but like he's just in the background. What is, I don't know his full scope. The, sh- the shadow, the puppet master. I don't. Right. I know. I'm not saying anything political at all, but. Yeah, you are. No, stop. You bigot. What I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is if you throw a lot of new people into the mix together, there are weird things in football where it all just kind of works because it's so new, but that doesn't seem likely that it could be methodical for 12 games. I think there's going to be a honeymoon period where everybody's just kind of playing instinctively, but there's so many new things. It hasn't even had time to, to gel. You know what I mean? Does anybody even know their role right now? There's a, listen, there's a lot of excited people. I mean, I saw Twitter on the first day of camp and people were creaming their shorts. I mean, (laughs) It was it was insane. It's the same every year though. The, I mean, it it is. Fans, it's all oh, we're gonna be great. This is awesome. Zero and zero. It's gonna be in a great, the best year ever. And then you play Georgia, and it's not I, the best day ever. Yeah. Let's call this Brian Kelly 2.0. Okay. The I, I believe the guy should not be employed by Notre Dame. I I think that you guys probably believe that. I and sec- there, and, I second and that there's motion. probably a vast majority of people listening to this. They wouldn't continue to listen to it unless they just want to see like. What are these dicks going to do this year? Or I just yeah. want to watch the world burn. That's why I listen to that podcast. Uh, well, they melted their eyes looking at the solar eclipse, and they really have no choice but to just listen to right, things. Exactly. They can't. They can't read people all, with, all you have with, is with actual now. thoughts. No, I mean, look, I don't think the guy should be back, but he's back. Not only that, but I'm resigned to the fact that he's got at least two more years here. So this is. This is Brian Kelly 2.0, right? This mm-hmm. so I mean you're right but that's wrong. I mean I No, just... it is. But but it but that's what it is. Yeah, it is what it, it is. It, it, it is so so under that circumstance like I you I have to at least say that I it, I don't want to drive myself crazy again, even though I know I probably will. And I want to try to find some joy somewhere in something, you know? <laughs> Otherwise, like, what the hell's the point of even being a fan? So I want to see that, but it's like, what can in, to you guys, Martin? I'll start with you, and then we'll go to cousin JJ. I mean, like, what what could be some what what defines success? What could be fun for you this year? Like, what can Notre Dame do? We got this dark cloud hanging over us now, right? I mean, I will never forgive Charlie Weiss for three and nine, and I'm the four and eight thing's probably going to be around forever. We get it, fine, but the vast majority of of the Homer fans out there, the Kool Aid drinkers, are like, okay, guys, we get it, but 
Wimbush is going to be Heisman and, you know, whatever. So, like, where where can we find some common ground or some joy here? Do you have anything? Whenever I answered that question in the past, I used to say that I enjoyed watching certain players. And that's still going to be true for this year. I love watching C.J. Sanders every time the guy's on the football field. And I think Adams is going to have a good year. I think he's out for the year, by the way. Who? No, I'm just... <laughs> Stop. <laughs> If you jinx somebody, it's not it's not on me. But but here's the here's the thing. The sick the sad and sick thing about being a Notre Dame fan is most of the memorable games where you were pushed to an emotional limit were very, very close. And a lot of those yeah. games were not supposed to be close. Yeah. Now, there are some games that should be. Let's talk about like the last Florida State game. I, I live for those kind of moments where I'm I'm basically like crouched down or like I'm kneeling on my living room floor. And college football still does it do, still does that to me where I literally cannot sit down. So I'm excited, but this the sad thing is this year I don't think you're gonna get those kind of moments unless you're playing NC State. I just don't know if this team is gonna go to the wire with the USC this year, with Miami, Florida this year, with Georgia. I mean, it remains to be seen. Look, I like anybody, every time there's a new quarterback, I love to just completely reset everything I think about the team and start talking about how we're going to win 11-plus games because we have a new quarterback. Did you you tweet Kaiser for Heisman at all last year? (laughs) I don't know if I ever did I think I may have. I guarantee you it wasn't past September. Do you you know what I find joy in? Does anyone know what I find joy in, Cousin JJ? I find joy in winning. Winning. I find joy in winning, and that's it. I don't find joy in listening to Brian Kelly talk. I don't find joy in looking forward to players. I don't find joy in jumbotrons or uniforms. Like, I'm over it, and I'm so – what I find joy in is winning football games. And we haven't won a a, a national championship since 88. Like, how many years has that been? I don't know, but Bell Biv DeVoe is more contemporary than Notre Dame's last championship. But I'm just saying we – And now you know. It's just just like the propaganda department. We talk about all this other – stuff and Notre Dame puts out all this other stuff and we talk about you know eight win seasons most times in history and all this other stuff (laughs) I don't don't care like I don't care the streak of eight win consecutive eight win seasons was broken and it's just was broken like I want to I just want to cry because I don't even know if listen there's people listening to this podcast right now who are okay with 10 win seasons and my I bang my head on the desk because we have the talent it'd be one thing if we had 50th ranked recruiting classes and our, our facilities lagged and, and whatever else. But that's not where we're at, people. I'm telling you right now, Charlie Weiss, when he was there, if he did nothing else good, he got he had the standards changed where we can recruit anybody. And I cannot find the clip at one of Brian Kelly's first press conferences ever. Hopefully the, the, the people out there, someone finds this clip. He said, so, and a reporter asked him, what is your biggest surprise at Notre Dame? You know what his answer was? His answer was, I can recruit anybody that I want, and I didn't think that was the case. Okay? There are no excuses to perform like we've been performing. And there are no excuses for going eight and four, let alone four and eight. And 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 again, I don't find any joy in anything but winning football games. End of story. That's yeah. it. And if you're out there saying, Oh, walk in uniforms and I'm all like, like Well, there's no look, I mean, Notre Dame is is still they just dropped half a billion dollars. Best stadium money could buy. Half, I was half, just there. It's half, beautiful. Half a billion. There's a lot of superficial things going on, but but you, I, I think Martin, at the end of the day, just win, right? And and not only that, to me, like win games that matter, because I think that that, that like that's the. You know, there's an interesting dynamic with Notre Dame, or at least for me as a fan of like 
beating the teams that you should be, and we've we've talked about this on shows before beating the teams you should beat and then beating teams that are like you know the teams that are as good or better than you are and I, and I did some research here if you guys want some stats you like numbers <gasps> 20, 20 20 minutes into the show we got some numbers I looked at like Sagarin ratings I, I realize Sagarin's not like the be all end all but it's you know they they got good data going years back and all that like the seven year average finish for Notre Dame is 24th. Seven year average, like the like since Brian Kelly's been the coach, the average finish for Notre Dame and Sagarin, like the end of the year is twenty fourth. So okay. you're like you're barely a top twenty five team. Mm-hmm. Stanford, by the way, is ninth. I don't know if anybody cares. They're they're like just out just inside the top ten. Um, but here's like I was looking, I was like Notre Dame, you know, like you know, because like, I'm thinking like Swarbrick's talking about like 2015 and how that was one of the greatest examples of coaching that he's ever seen, and he's been around elite coaches for 20, 35 years, and I'm like, you know, like 2015, man, they lost every good team they faced. I mean, they beat the Scrubs, which you know, in in, in like the you know the linear progression of of order of importance is number one. Don't lose to teams you have no business losing to. Yeah. Well, that's... and then number two, beat teams that are better than you. Yeah. Right. Sure. And so we regressed last year in that regard. Last year we regressed to losing to teams you have absolutely no business losing to. So that's a step backward. Mm-hmm. But even so, even if even if you beat all the teams you should beat, but don't beat teams that are better than you, that's not very fulfilling for me either. So if I'm looking for things that I can find joy in this year, it's beat someone that actually matters. That's the way I look at it, because in seven years under Brian Kelly, he's seven and nineteen, seven and nineteen against teams that finish above him in the end of the year Sagarin rating, point two six nine win percentage against teams that are better than him at the end of the year Sagarin. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's not cool, you know. Going through your whole season beating everybody except for Clemson. Except for Stanford, except for Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl, like yeah, that that is a ten win season. That's kind of neat, but it also doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, that's the way I feel about it. He's two and eight against teams that finish in the top ten at the end of the year. Point two zero zero. He did beat Stanford in twenty twelve and uh, Michigan State in twenty thirteen, the year they went to the uh, the Rose Bowl. But I mean, like twelve and eighteen against teams that finish in the top twenty five. Yeah. 12 and 18 against teams that finish in the top 25, 0.400. So that's like his 2 and 8 top 10 record versus like basically 10 and 10 yeah. against teams 11 through 25. So for me, it's like, yeah, okay, like 2012 is cool. You did not lose to a team that was worse than you in 2012, but you played a team that was better than you and you got pistol whipped. So that's not really cool either. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, like, I look at the years where Notre Dame did not beat a team that was ranked higher than them, 2010, 2012, 2015. It's like, okay, those were decent records, but that's just not over-rewarding. What do people remember? I remember Sierra Wood, 60 yards straight down the pipe out in Norman. That made me feel great. You know? If they do nothing else, I mean, if you do, even if you lose to some team, even if you lose to some teams this year that you have no business losing to, for the love of God, please just beat a team that matters. Don't go out and get crushed by Ohio State again. That drives me insane. Yeah. Does anybody have thoughts on no, that? No, I completely agree with that. And I think that the the underlying thing there for me is it all has to happen on the field. And that sounds kind of obvious, but Notre Dame, being a fan of Notre Dame, is like it's like being in the White House press corps because you got to watch the press conferences. And this year I won't. I, I have zero interest in what Brian Kelly says. I have zero interest in what Jack Swarbrick says this year. And I don't care if Zach Swarbrick says, 
you know, like I said, Trump style. Huge announcement coming at three o'clock p.m. What right? if what if Swarbrick starts tweeting? <laughs> what if he just starts tweeting like it, everything? I, I don't like care. a maniac. It has to be on the field this Bully year, me. and we've talked about it before, right? Like it's a smell test. I've always talked about the first game, the first quarter. You get a lot of information about what what kind of team you're going to have, and I just came back from a wonderful, uh, you know. Bro, broing out bachelor weekend in uh Saint in uh sorry Kansas City Missouri, and I'll take the mantra of that state. Like you've got to show me. You, it, I, I'm also quoting Mark May for people out there making their blood I, boil. I specifically got, said if anybody got, says show me on this podcast, I'm gonna be pissed. You did? Yeah, it was to myself. When? Oh, oh to, to myself. yourself? Yeah. Oh, I was sorry, like, I'm oh, working oh. against your internal monologue that I knew nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> But I was like, surely nobody on my show on on R. I'm not R. R. Fine. Whoa, R. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. Okay. Surely no one on this podcast would okay. go for that cliche. I'm not saying like the whole Mark, but you guys. Honestly, <laughs> all the here's the point. Any information anybody is taking about this team has got to come from what you see televised on the field this year or in person. You cannot take anything that Kelly says. I don't care about this news story about how he was fundraising last year. He got caught up in it. All this stuff. I think that, I mean, that's 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 probably pulled out of context. I mean, I didn't even read it because I don't care, but. What context? He, yeah, you have to fundraise. Here's the thing. when you're If you win games, the fundraising does itself. Look, I'll tell you that. I guarantee it. You don't even have to try to fundraise if you're a consistent 10-win team. Exactly. And when you're in the locker room, I get that each year you got to have a mantra, right? There's. Chop the wood. I think that was Rutgers. And no date was it trust the process. I get it. Burn the boats. Burn the boats. Trust the process. Flog the dolphin. <laughs> Flog the dolphin. You know? Like loop it, swoop it, pull it. Whatever it might be. Like I look, I work for a big company. We have silly buzzwords too. But for everybody outside of that inner circle, what does that really trust the process? Yeah. What does that mean? That's a robust phrase. You know that, what? That's out of the box thinking that comes through with a robust trust, f- phrase. Trust the process. And Kelly's also said that his problem was lack of attention to detail. You know, like what does that well, even? That, I mean, that's what, like what like, does that even mean? The, the, one of the practice reports, it was like, well, this is the first. We, we're really focusing on fundamentals this year on blocking and tackling. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you are. are you what? Did you read a John Wooden book? You're focusing on the fundamentals this year. Like, what do we think you were gonna? You guys, you, we thought you were gonna go avant garde. So it's really relieving that we hear that you're going on the fundamentals. I, I, I want the best. The only slogan that matters is just win, baby. I thought. Just win. That's true. You guys are right. And again, if you're in the inner circle, you got to have something you can keep just keep saying as a mantra over and over. Right on the team. That's fine. But trust the process. Chop the wood. Follow the leader. Mother may I, like whatever. That's the kind of stuff that I say to my kids in rhyme so they remember lessons. Right. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. I mean. What matters is results on the field. What matters is winning. You guys are completely right there. And I hope that people in in a like just a need for constant information other than this amazing podcast, I really hope people don't spend a lot of time reading pressers and watching well, they pressers do. this year. Everybody does. They're but they listen, shouldn't. They're su- that's and that's why they should listen to us. They should they're not, they should tip their cap and say, "Damn tootin'. You guys have been and right take the a whole sip, time. And it, and you guys have been right. Everybody's that's it. everybody's been consuming everything. And and J- Jimmy. I don't. Have you been on Twitter much lately? 
A little bit. I mean, I've been on enough to catch a few things. I follow you. I, Obviously, you're on top of the Notre Dame I mean, tweet scene. I mean, Notre Dame is just going like full court press, dude. I mean. I, I don't follow Notre Dame. You don't? I do not follow you Because I'm so tempted to just. I, I send snarky shit back to them all the time. And I feel kind of feel bad for it. They're, they send something out. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I got an a-hole response to shake, about everything. Shake down the thunder, baby. But I mean, like, the, you know, here's the jumbotron. Here's the tunnel. Here's the upper deck here's the you know fancy new concourse here's our new toilet here's our you know under armor cleat even it's just like it's this full court marketing press and it's like okay and that probably works on a lot of people and there's a lot of people that are geeked up and you know the beat writers and everybody's like hey you know here's the first week of practice we're running two tight ends and they went under center on goal line and all the shit tightness it, has been talking about for four years. is finally, you know, okay, yeah. fine. This guy has a phenomenal motor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Player leadership is exceptional this year. Look, oh, it's totally. And, and that's, really. and that's probably what everybody thought when Mike Haywood was going to call the offense in 2008. But it, when push comes to shove, does it, does it, does it happen? And that's the, that's the reason we haven't done a podcast until two weeks before the damn season. Cause you don't know anything. Cause you don't, cause you're, and you, and, and you don't care Until you see him line stuff. up against Temple. Look, I would love for the, the, for Chip Long and for, for Mike Elko to be great. I, I mean, I don't, I, that ties into the thing about Kelly. He's going to be, dude, he's going to be around for a while. Look, I mean, you think those guys waltz in here with, with just thinking that Kelly's going to get sniffed, you know, snuffed out in a year? No, there's no way in hell. Without a huge guarantee for money, which they probably have anyways, and also some assurances. But the best thing I can hope for, I mean, num- I think the best outcome is that Kelly 2.0 gets the thing figured out. Do, does anybody disagree that that's the single best outcome? No, that's absolutely the best outcome. If Kelly could go to the playoffs and be competitive this year, I'd be the first one to say, you know what, I was wrong, and I really that's that's the best outcome. No, no change, no turmoil. But there's nothing to point to that actually. Going we can, to we can do this next week. I've got all oh. the I've got all the stats on every team that went to the playoffs. How many ten win seasons they had prior to. Uh, just all the stuff. I mean, the, 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 trust me, the odds are not good that Notre Dame goes to the playoff this year, and the odds are even greater that if they did, they get boat raced by Alabama. Well, but if the, odd, if the odds are great or small, Notre Dame will win if you trust uh, okay, the process. Stop it. But if you just the, ask, like without the, even having the stats, old guys, Notre Dame will lose a bunch of money for you to the bookies. But I mean, even without, like they did in twenty, without looking at the stats, I mean. Name name a quarterback that has got significantly better under Brian. That that that's I I do look we I get it none yeah, of yeah I mean it's just like so some people are excited about Wimbush yeah I'm excited I'm well, hopeful but listen like, what are the I mean odds they're excited that it's his first year and Kelly hasn't had a chance to f- him up yet <laughs> that's what they're excited hey ha- for if you had over year. if you had over yeah. under for the first f bomb at thirty minutes. There, there's no way anybody was over. Are, are we bleeping at least this year? Or? Do you want me to? Sure. Right, I'll try. Make, let's make it family friendly to this year. What what lunatic would let their family listen to this damn podcast? Uh, well, who? I wouldn't even let my family watch the games. <laughs> That's child abuse in Indiana these days. I know. Jeez. There's gonna be enough. <laughs> there's gonna be enough turmoil and drama. Okay. Let me. Let's take a slight tangent here. This is a, this is a tiny thing, but I, I am kind of interested in, in this take from both of you guys. Okay, so you talked about the marketing. You talked about the video board. Cousin JJ went up there and looked at it, and he said it was great. The field turf, all that stuff, new locker room. Um, 
did that have to happen regardless of what's happening on the field? Did that have to happen for Notre Dame to stay competitive? Or do you really think it is it is like the big illusion in the magician's trick? Is all that modernization a diversion for the fans from saying, hey, look, what's really happening on the field is horrible. Look at all the flashing LEDs. Or did that have to happen to stay relevant with recruiting and stuff? I'm not saying it totally matters, but I'm curious if you guys think, like, could Notre Dame have survived with the old stadium and no tech and, and yeah. natural grass? Yeah. Were they, they, would they have been just yes. fine? And do, would you yes, prefer that? if they won football games. And you would have preferred that? No shamrock? I, I, don't, I don't give no a shit either way. Under Armour? I'm agnostic. Rockney I, Tech? No, what, what are those uniforms called? I, I'm, ag- I'm agnostic to all of it. I really don't care. Whether they have Nike or Adidas or Under Armour, I guess marginally I'd prefer Nike just because it seems they have a little bit better stuff and the only teams that apparently win playoff football games wear Nike <laughs> gear, right? Look, the only contract I care about is the glove contract because we talked about that when Notre Dame flipped Under Armour and everybody's dropping the you ball. You better go to Cutters then. You want that C- Newman. You want that SeaTac, baby. What happened like, to hey, Newman? Is that company listen. around? Doesn't JJ, does any of that stuff matter? Any of it? My answer is yeah. I'm, I'm actually glad they did it. If I didn't have, you know – Everything that's wrapped around my personality. Because, I mean, it is an arms race, right? And this does matter to kids. So, yeah, I want to win football games. And if big fancy stadiums and big fancy locker rooms attract better recruits, and you look at our recruiting talent right now, I mean, the the, the class that's going to be coming in next year, it's we're killing it right now. Yeah. So, obviously, I'm, I'm cool with anything that's going to help us win. And I think that this is helping based on what I'm seeing in results. So, like, I'm fine with that. Like, you know. I did mention this to you on the phone, I think. Is the stadium actually taller in height than, like, the Basilica or the administration building right now? Is this Babylon? Is, is this a metaphor? Is this <laughs> Babylon? Is this Babylon? I just want to make sure. <laughs> because if it's taller in height than either, you know, like the library or the Basilica, I think we're going to that. I agree with you. I think that this had to happen. What's alarming to me is is what my brother alluded to earlier, which was they're, they're shilling it. They, they're just, look at this, look at that, you know? And I get it, like... There, there's a, there's a group of people that are on social media and they're going to eat up if you get a new uniform. And look, I like uniforms. That's cool. But the fact that they, to me, it does feel like a bait and switch. It does feel like Notre Dame's persona is saying, look over here, look over here at all these improvements and take a tour of the new. So don't, don't pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. That's what to me is happening with all that stuff. Now on the side, it does have to happen. The grass was going to hurt somebody. The grass didn't work against USC in 05. The stadium needed an update. I've sat yeah, there. But did it? I, I mean, have nerve damage USC, from sitting USC on the bleachers. Came, it came down to Listen, shitty coverage on a fourth down play. I, I mean, know, but, but you the, know what I'm saying? I what, what cousin JJ just said, it does help. In a, in a vacuum, it helps, and I'm for it. But Notre Dame is shilling it, and that does bother me. That it, I feel like it's kind of like a look over here. Don't worry about the fact that the, those guys running around with shiny helmets – aren't really that great. But the curtain's cu- coming down, man. I mean, people are starting to realize this. When's the last time that you have seen Notre Dame selling tickets on their website? Like, when's the last time that happened? Mm, like, well, I don't know. I guess I don't go to the website. Well, that's what but... I'm saying, but I'm just... Like, in the olden days, you could not... You know, when I was a kid... Back when I was a kid. When I was a kid. I mean, there was a waiting list to get tickets. Now they're, they're selling them. So, obviously, the, the demand isn't as high as it was. And I think that, you know, you look at the student section. It's not completely full. Take a look at it. I mean, there's a lot going on with the university, obviously. And, and losing football is is a big part of that. I, I just don't care, man. I mean, like... Jim, you said I was just winning is the only thing that really matters at the end of the day is putting a, a competent football team on the field that's that's 
understands how to block, that understands how to tackle, that understands like the basic tenets of football. We're not like you don't need to be circus clowns out here, Cirque du Soleil doing goofy shit. Do the simple, basic things. Beat the teams that you should beat consistently and win some games against teams that are better than you every now and again. I understand it's not going to happen every time. You're not going to be undefeated every single time. When you lose to shit-ass 3-9 and nine Michigan State last year, that stuff drives me insane. Yeah, uh, but otherwise, no and I, to the point where I vowed that I'm not going to go back to Notre Dame Stadium. I just, I'm not going to do it until Brian Kelly's gone or this team is ranked top 10 in November. Not, not on a, on a wing, you know, they're not ranked because of a marketing pamphlet that they sent out that says hashtag bigger than brick and some dick over in the AP is like, well, it look like they really got it together. They spent 400 million bucks or better put them in number nine. Is that a slogan? Bigger than brick? Bigger than brick. What does that mean? I don't know, dude. The stadium's made who, out of bricks? Yeah, who I, knows? I, but, com- I commend you for doing that, though, because nothing no, is going to change until people start saying, you know what, this is dude, unacceptable. Dude, it's not going to... There are so many sheep out there that are just going to shell out. They're, they're taking their... They're just do. There, there's never going to be a shortage of people that are willing to fork over $120 for this year's version of the Under Armour Polo. They're just, it's never going to dry up. It's never going to happen. Even if they're four and eight consistently, there's always going to be people to do it. This is an annuity that just pays forever. But they're, I don't even care. I don't blame them. I would do the same damn thing. It's capitalism, baby. It's great. That's fine. The renovations but doesn't just at the end of the day, none of it matters. Field turf, I don't care. Jumbotron, whatever. Under Armour, wear Russell Athletic. Wear the wear burlap sacks like a damn you know monk. I don't care. Just win football games. This is the only thing that matters at this point. And the only thing, the only way that Brian Kelly can redeem himself with me is go pick off a team that means something. And they got a lot of them on the schedule. They this got year. some this year. They got a lot of them. I mean, on the am schedule. I going to be pissed if they choke against somebody like Duke or Northwestern or some garbage squad? Yeah, probably. But even if they do, if they go out and beat a team of of consequence, that's a start. That's yeah. a start. Right, right, right. And they have an opportunity to do it. And here's the good news: for as much as me, you, or he may think that Brian Kelly's a complete tit. Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. Maybe Brian Kelly 2.0 is not. Maybe he's empowered. Mike Elko, you know, maybe he's empowered Chip Long, maybe the, the new strength coach, the new wide receivers coach, all these other guys, maybe Brian Pullian is the special. Maybe all these things are going to make a huge difference or that they're going to take some of uh, Brian Kelly's bad juju out of it. I, who knows? Maybe it's Wimbush. Gene Chizik's probably the worst head coach in American football history. Preach. The guy won a damn national championship because Cam Newton was that good. And maybe Wimbush is that guy. I don't know. Right. I'm excited to find out, but until they beat somebody that means something, it's hard to get too excited. It's hard to just, well, hey, Notre Dame, Notre Dame Twitter handles putting out short videos again, and they look pretty cool. <laughs> they have HD this year. Okay, I hate to do this. This is totally Pandora's box. It's so early to do this. Do you it's really like want a me to beat those out? Listen. Okay. Do I? I don't know if we're nearing the end or whatever, but this, to me, I, I need this. This is a serious. I think hot take provocative question is there is there a world where either one of you do not root for Notre Dame like you just you just disown it yeah is like there a half world? Of, like the second half of last year when I wanted Kelly to get fired no I mean like I'm not coming back like it, that part of me is dead now like does that 
I hate to be so dramatic, but like some people, are, like you, here's choose, the th- here, here's like the you choose another team. Well, it's more likely no, like, I just stop watching college football. Exactly, and here's the reason I ask because for those of you that don't know, thank you and welcome to anybody that's new this year. We are. I feel like you two, at least, and hopefully myself included, you guys are on the bleeding edge of this desire for the winning. You guys haven't consistently and i kind of teed you up there with that question but you guys consistently haven't cared about any of that stuff other than the results you don't care you don't care about any of the fluff any of the uniforms i already knew the answer to that question but it makes me wonder can somebody that's in that fan space be pushed because of the consistent bait and switch can you be pushed to the point where you're like i'm i'm really really done like with the team and you know i guess you don't have to answer but i'm just curious if like it seems so bizarre that a team could keep pulling some sort of con where the where their fans are like I'm over it I'm I'm just I'm walking out you know well I mean I think a lot of my disappointment with the university had nothing to do with football that's another topic for another day but um, I you know I don't think that there's a place where I don't cheer for Notre Dame football as my team I think I'm I'm a person who just because I might disagree with something in my faith or something someone in my family or my football team or whatever it might be in life like I don't think that's just a reason to be like you know, screw it. I'm doing something else. This is stupid. You know, whatever. I mean, I think that you should, you should voice your opinion. You should not go to the games and not buy their apparel. I mean, you should, okay, well, that's not going to make a difference. Well, you know what? If enough people do, they're going to feel something. Okay. Or the stadium's not sold out and they're going to feel it. And so I'm just like, listen, I want them to be good more than anything. Last time they won an Astros championship, I was six. Okay. Like I, I want to win so bad. Like I want to remember a national championship and, and again, it's out of love. I'm not doing this because I hate the university. I'm doing this because I love the university and I want us to win more. And so it's like, there's no place where I don't cheer for them. Even when we're losing, like during the game, I can't cheer against them. But like after the game, when we lose, I'm like, you know what? It's probably for the best. It's probably for the best. I I have cheered against their name. Uh, that's fine. I have. I, I have wished at on a couple occasions. Now this is the band-aid question. You're talking about ripping the band-aid off quick. I have I've right? wished both when Weiss was ke- the the Stop head coach the fight, right? and, and and last year with Kelly. Like please, someone just embarrass this team so freaking bad that this guy leaves. Like yeah. But you don't have to cheer against someone. I mean the coach is going to do that on on their own. It is what it is. Like if you're not a good coach like Weiss was not a good coach. I mean, it's just going to happen. You don't have to cheer for it. What went wrong with Brian Kelly? And can it be fixed? Well, can it even be fixed? I said this last year. I said this last year. I think that, I think the university is is disconnected. I think there's something. There's a sickness in the university with the program. I don't. I don't understand it because. <laughs> I mean, this school has no reason to be losing like they're losing. And Brian Kelly, I did the research. I was one of the biggest Brian Kelly homers. We need to hire this guy. He was my number two person that I thought we should hire behind. I believe it was Chip Kelly. Um, and I just said, listen, the guy won at college. Any every college coach that's won before coming to Notre Dame was a winner when they came there. And I, but I was wrong. I'm not someone who's so stubborn. I can't look at facts and say this is a disaster. Well, so what's wrong? I don't know that it's Brian Kelly. Is it the right. university? Is there something wrong with these people that they're not managing it right? They're not giving him the tools but to do, win. Well, so I mean, do they think they need jumbo trons and you know, like nineteen dollar? chicken sandwiches and like i don't know whatever the hell's going on there i'm not i'm not in any rush to go see it i just want to i don't just want to see good football i don't i don't want to see a stadium i i would go watch i would go watch Notre Dame play somebody good in 
a f- corn, you know, in a field. I don't just don't even care. Right, right. But I mean, are they the ones that think that? I don't. It's just. I think they're out of touch, right? I mean, how many families of five can afford eighty, hundred, hundred and thirty dollar tickets? Like, how many people can? But do they that? address I mean, that this year. They, they, they've made tiered ticket pricing. They're down to like forty five bucks in the cheapos. And they're still selling them online. Obviously. I think what they're doing is something we mentioned last year, which is Notre Dame is so internalized that whether they're in touch listen, or out of touch. They listen to this show. They follow me on Twitter and they do half the shit I say when I'm pissed that I don't even mean. That's true. But I'm just saying Notre Dame's <laughs> focal point. I said they need to go play Wisconsin and Lambo like two years ago on Twitter. You can go look at it. Sometime in January 2016, I said it. I even tweeted a picture of the uniforms. Are you like the, are you Oz? Is that who no, you are? I'm a, just some drunk. <laughs> I'm some drunk dick that they think has a clue, and they're like, "Oh, this guy's got his finger on the pulse. Let's, let's listen to him." I, My personal opinion the, that, is which when, is the most baffling of why they didn't fire Kelly. Like, I don't listen. I, the 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 path of least resistance for this program is for Brian Kelly 2.0. Please refer to him as Brian Kelly 2.0 from here on out. It's okay. like, it's, what if we lose a temple? No, look, can I call that, him to Brian Kelly 2.0 if we lose a temple? You can call him 2.0. I figure something out. <laughs> this is like a movie. This is like a bad 80s movie where this guy turned into like a cyborg or something happened. He fell in a vat of. It's like the Ninja Turtle. Something weird happened. This, he's, this is a different Brian Kelly. Number because, two, Secret of the Ooze. No disassemble. He should have. He should. I know. Okay. He should have been. The guy should have been gone last year, and he's not. So he's got a second life. He has a, a rebirth. It's the Phoenix. He's come back, and inexplicably, he still has a job. And so we have to accept it. I'm accepted. I'm going to cheer for him. I hope he wins. But That's what, what I'm saying. But what if we lose the temple? The Brian T- Kelly 2.0 has some things to figure out. You know what the best case scenario is? If he really does suck. I don't think he's going to suck. But if he does, you know what my greatest hope is at this point? That Mike Elko is just such a complete badass. He's like Dave Aranda. He's the guy that even when Les Miles gets taken out because he just can't win big games or whatever the reason LSU you know took him out back and threw him in a dumpster. The, Elko is so awesome that he would at least stick around if they hired a new guy. And and like other coaches were like, no, I want Elko to still be there, just like everybody wanted Dave Aranda. Well, to be there if they came into the LSU scenario. That would be great. Yeah, that'd be great. The, I mean, really, I'd rather just Brian Kelly be successful on, him, on his own. First, I want Brian Kelly to be successful. If we're hoping, you know, we're very right now, so I hope we win an national championship. I hope we win 10 games, though there's no statistical evidence. I hope that our administration is competent, that they've already worked a backdoor deal with Brian Kelly to go to the NFL or something after this, and they're going to help him, and that they've already got a contract negotiation going with someone like Chip Kelly. That's what I hope for. There's no facts. There's no basis to that. There's nothing that I can believe in my heart that the university has any competence to be doing something like that. If you need me to back up, I think it was three minutes ago when you were telling me how disconnected the administration was. They're disconnected. Dude, they don't have a deal with Chip Kelly. I know they don't. You know who they have a deal with? I'll tell you right now. They got to deal with PJ Fleck. Maybe that's fine. He, I, PJ Fleck's fine. I thought I'm just you were saying, gonna say Satan. <laughs> Satan. They, it, it's Satan. Listen, there. I, I, I. Actually, I think the the way that's probably gonna go is, let's ride it out with Kelly for two more years. Hopefully, PJ Fleck can win nine or ten games at Minnesota, and we're gonna hire him. He's Catholic, you know. Look, I like the Kelly. I don't think it's a bad. I mean, hell, he can be worth. Uh, I like the Kelly anything 2.0 worth it. concept. It is, but this is Kelly two But here's the problem with that: I can't, you can't forget the past, but you got to treat it as a separate, a separate. So, so you are giving a bit of a reset. But here's the thing with Kelly two To me personally, that requires 
a suspension in belief that Kelly himself can change enough to be called a new version of himself. I think he's the same. I think his interviews thus far. The Mike same. Haywood's calling plays now. Totally different, man. What you're we talking about is here's what Kelly 2.0 needs to be. BBG. If it's, if it's going to work in your fantasy land, here's what Kelly 2.0 is. He's less engaged, and these new hires actually take the reins and get, again, get lightning in a bottle, and it all just works out for them. I don't see it happening, but to me, Kelly 2.0 taking, like, doubling down on who he already is, and then what? Like, calling plays for sure now and not jerking around with it so the quarterback has no, no clue what Chip, the hell is going is Chip on? Long. This is Chip Long's offense now. Well, listen, Chip Long has the upper hand. And it was Samford's off, and well, but, it was Chuck Martin. Is everybody no, before? No, but no, but the beat writer saw it in a in a in a in a uh, scrimmage, and they told me this is right. for sure Chip the, Long's the offense way, now. The way that's I what everybody opened, on Twitter believes. It's the way Chip, that I talked about the season again. last year, yeah. in, in the pregame, the pregame podcast last year, I said. What what will tell me that something's different is if Kelly acts, looks, behaves differently. And I agree with you. I've been waiting all along for a 2.0, for a true Phoenix-level rebirth, but I don't think that's going to happen. The only thing I think you're going to see that's worthy enough of calling it a different version is these assistant coaches going to another crazy level. It's not going to be Kelly. Yeah, look, he won't change. If Elko, Elko takes, it, takes it to the upper stratosphere, I mean... Which Diaco did, or, and Elko could. Or... Wimbush becomes transcendent like Cam Newton. Those, I, I think that's what it's going to take. It is extremely everything you're saying no, is extremely, extremely no, improbable. No, we're playing it's, roulette, dude. We're just throwing but, money but, down on on the lowest odd games with the highest payout. This is one of the biggest criticisms that I've had over the years on our podcast on Twitter, whatever else. People just are. Keep saying, I like how you're taking ownership. Yeah, there. but they just they say, listen, you guys are your cousin JJ. You are completely, you know, a homer. What do you want? You want to change coaches every three to four years? I mean, what? I'm, yes. And I'm like, that's exactly yes. That's that exa- is exactly that is exactly what I what, want. It, no, it's not what I want. But if it if that's what it takes, if that's what it takes, yeah, listen, right. you, you go back and look at the coaches. That have won a national championship, Erdmeyer, Nick Saban, all these guys, the vast majority won their national championship in their first th- three years. Okay, and then I know the first thing we're going to hear someone sitting out there, whoa, 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 the you know the coach Dabo Sweeney last year, it took him you know six or seven years. Okay, well line up Brian Kelly's record for yeah. the last seven years against da- Dabo Sweeney's, and it's embarrassing. Had like eighty percent of his prior seasons were ten plus wins. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and he it was a complete upward yeah. trajectory. And so I just people keep saying, well, what should you, what are you going to do? Just yeah, put PJ Fleck in there for four years. He doesn't get it done. You fire him. You bring in the next guy, and you just keep doing it until you find the Urban Meyer or Nick Saban? I don't know, man. I mean, like, look, I I want Brian Kelly 2.0 to work. I really do. And I don't know how it's going to work. I mean, numbers and math and stats and, and his history say it's not going to work. Should we end this with a rosary for Brian Kelly 2.0? But, well, I, guess, I mean, I guess it depends also on what your definition of work is. I mean, for us, we're a little, we're, we're maybe uh, have a little bit more refined palate when it comes to, like, actual winning football games. We just want, like, I don't know, consistent. They have no problem pimping this .881 win percentage Rockney shirt with with the release of all this Rockney gear. If you go on and look at their page, there's, there's, a, there's a shirt in like 924 point font that says .881. That's like part of the Rockney collection. It's like, okay, fine, but you guys just brought back a guy who's like in the sixes 
And are you including the forfeit year in there? Yeah, that was included. That was included. Oh, okay. That was including now we're including the, the vacate. Cool. The vac- I just want to clarify the, that. The vacate. I wrote wins. it down. What is? It's in the fives. Six five. It's it's it's, it's, it's the forfeit, six forfeit five game. six with the vacated wins, I believe. Oh, six five six. You're right. Okay. No, yeah. I'll give him say the it sixes. again. I'm, I'm not right. vacating, dude. Well, the NCAA disagrees. Well, well, fine, whatever. Again, I hope he works out. That's a path least resistance. I just don't think it's going to be because of anything magical that Brian Kelly does, only because he hasn't really shown anything magical before. It's probably going to take an elite DC or some magic defense here. Hmm, where does that sound familiar, 2012? Where's, some, where's Diaco now with his pomade he's and his in, beautiful He's in Nebraska. Hair. I think, I don't know. Look, that... Bringing him, there's no point in bringing him back. I mean that that was lightning in a bottle with Teo, and they're you know everything that that's gone. I mean there's no point in bringing him back. Elko's got as good a chance to be successful at Notre Dame as Diaco, I believe. Um, maybe Wimbush is the next Cam Newton. I think it's going to take somebody transcendent like that. Whether maybe it's, it's a, Ian Book. It's going to take it. It could be. It's going to. I think it's going to take a coach or a player who has a transcendent season to overcome. The the turdness of Brian Kelly. Listen, I like 1. it. 1.0. I like it, and I totally agree. And here's the only reason I'm so, so nervous about this season. The only thing I've seen or heard or listened to or anything about Brian Kelly turning into 2.0 is this show. Is you just saying it. I haven't seen anything else. Well, that's fine. You haven't been on Twitter. The what and go right back into what we just described Listen, which is the propaganda feed about how it's a high. new Brian Kelly no, dude, now we're trusting the process and they're buying Under Armour shit and they're retweeting Jumbotron pictures they're fr- people exactly are, dude, people are pumped they've got these cleats that are brown and oh, they're like yeah. look cleats. like old timey leather cleats and Elko is new and Chip Long has multiple tight ends and they're gonna be awesome, right? I, I just need the people listening to this. Like, can you, you know, turn down your car mirror, take take a look in it, look in your soul, okay? Pull over first. Pull, pull over for first. Out yeah, loud. Pull over first. Listen, if you've been listening to this show at any duration, you're you've pro- already you're, hit you're probably something. asleep. <laughs> you're probably asleep in your car like Tiger Woods right now. And, and I'm just like, ha- have, or you've have, already <laughs> gone into a bridge. Have bridge some self respect, people. Have have some standards. Darn it. Have some standards, please. Listen, you know, just because you're oh. anti-cussing doesn't mean you need to say darn it. All right? Now you, now you sound like Mitt Romney. Even I'll say damn. Fl- flabbergaster booby poopers. <laughs> Come on, guys. Don't put up with the tomfoolery this year. Don't do it. I appreciate that you're trying to make Irish Tightness 2.0 a kinder, gentler podcaster. Nine and three is not good enough. And the That's only thing I've say. seen about Irish Tightness turning into 2.0 this year is cousin JJ saying it. It's the same thing. Yeah. And yeah. I know you don't like the phrase, but clearly in, the alcohol intake is is as high. I know as you ever. don't like to show me, but unless Kelly does something on the field that looks and feels different, why would I get sucked into his? Well. I'm still a great coach, but last it, year I was too focused on fundraising. How really? Cl- how cliche is it? Why to, am I rooting for you to fundraise? Predictions. Do we need to do that? Does anybody want to do that? Do we just? I'll say it in a nutshell. This team is not going to get to a point where any of the three people in this room will be satisfied. Well, it, there's it, no yeah. that will not happen this year. I agree with that. Listen, the only way I'm going to be satisfied, cousin JJ is going to be satisfied, is if we are in a playoff and competitive. Like that's it. Otherwise, well, then you're not the going to be satisfied What's this the year. Point? So listen, listen to me. I, I, Answer this question. 
If we win eight games, what 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 does that change? What does that prove? How, what Nothing. Does that, if we win nine games, what does that change? That's double last year's win total. To, we, 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 John Heisler's going to have a field day with yeah. that stat, if Jimmy. We, if we win, listen, guys. God. Back to eight a year. They're, they're going to have shirts in the bookstore that say double wins. As you're driving in your double car. Double wins. Or you're, gonna, or you're running on the treadmill. Is they're going to have custom Twix <sighs> bars. That if we win... On the left Twix bar is going to say four wins, and the right Twix bar is going to say four wins. And if you were in 2016, you'd only get one Twix bar, but you're in 2017, baby. You Double. get them both. Double Twixes. Eight, eight, is eight great. wins. Look, it, look. Listen, if they win 10 games, though, even 10 games, we win 10 games, we get in a bowl that we don't deserve, like always, because we get the They're, revenue, and we just get crushed again. Like, what does that prove, people? Nothing. What does it prove? Why is he still here? What's the point of all of this? No, he's not what here. Brian point? Kelly 2.0 is here now. It's it's new. What is the point? 2.0. It's new. This is like going from Windows 95 to XP. It's like listen, totally different. Cousin yeah, JJ right. said it last year. I said it last year. I said it was playoffs or bust last year. But, look, last year. If you're, uh, okay. Ugh. Statistically, it, it's highly improbable. That this team makes the playoffs. Obviously, I don't. Ha- I. I but what's I, that, the point? That's otherwise? in. A, that's in a separate folder, which I didn't bring out for this show, but I'm happy to do it next week if anybody wants to. Statistically, it's highly improbable that th- this is a playoff team. However, it is possible. Again, Cam Newton won a damn championship for Gene Chizik, the worst head coach in America. So it's possible. But the numbers would say that if they do go to a playoff, it's going to be bad. They're going to play Alabama, and it's going to be bad. That's just what the numbers say. D'Antonio had had similar win percentages, lack of ten win seasons heading into it. It didn't end well. Go 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 look at Michigan State Alabama score and and just you know, be good. So I don't know. I I think this is a nine and four team. Oh my! Whoa. I think it's nine and four. Oh my gosh! That's like ugh. I don't, I. That's the ceiling to me. I mean, that I don't know like how ideal. No, look, I don't even know how it's going to happen. Let's let, pull, I, this, pull up the schedule. Let's go through no. game by game real quick. Let's just do it. No, Let's do it. Let's all three of us get pull on up the record. Own, no, we, we're over an hour already. We don't have time. For I think that the shit. folks want to hear this. This will be the end of the show. Like, let's, let's let's go through the schedule real quick and predict it. Let's just get let's get excited. It'll be fun. I'm, I want to hear what you're nine no, and four. No, I look. I want to hear it. I want to hear logically where nine and four is coming from. I do, I can't. I hope you're right. I can't. I hope you're right. I can't tell you with logic. Okay. What do you mean logically? Okay. That's Temple. not this show. Temple. That, all three of us. Temple. Are you new Win. here? Listen. Win. I'm not. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go line by line and tell you. Here's here. All right. Here's how I came up with nine and four. Okay. Let's hear it. I looked at Brian Kelly's. Division one record for his entire career as division one. Okay. Okay. And he's eight and basically eight and five. Okay. I looked at his win percentage at Notre Dame and it was a little bit under what his division one record was. And it, the math just worked out that if they went nine and four this year, it would take Brian Kelly at Notre Dame up to the exact same number within a couple decimal points of what his overall Division One record is. That's it. I I think we lose. To- it's a reversion to mean. It's just basic. I mean, like he here's he has an average record. Not at not at Grand Valley. His average record as a Division One coach is like eight point five and four point seven, whatever the hell it is. I don't have have it on me at the moment. 
and he's a little he's 8.42 wins per season currently. And if he goes 9 and 4 this year, his average at Notre Dame comes right up to what he is as a Division 1 coach. So I just I say they're 9 and 4. How do they get there? I don't know. I'm not going to go down and say Miami Ohio win, UNC loss. South Carolina you know, like USC, I guess is not South Carolina; it's uh, Southern Cal. But I'm not. I mean, I can't tell you how. Br- Brandon Wimbush is probably going to win some game. Notre Dame has no business winning. Hopefully, they beat a team that is actually good, and we can be excited about something. That's what I saw last year. He could lose a game. Well, they could, sh- and they'll probably, they and game. they'll probably shit Navy. Who knows? I don't know. But I, I, I think they're nine and four, and whether it's eight and five, whether it's eight and four. Playing a scrub bowl team and winning, a la Rutgers in the Pinstripe Bowl, or whether it's nine and three and being outmatched against a better bowl team and getting smoked, a la Fiesta Bowl. You know, I I don't know, but I I, I don't know. Nine and four is what I think. I mean, you guys can. I just think between argue between or tell me Georgia, or... Michigan State, USC, Miami, and Stanford. Those, those are five games. I think we're lucky to go one and four based on what I saw last year in those games. That's four losses right there, and, and between NC State. And, and a couple of the other teams that were playing UNC, I mean, those are 50-50 games, so I'm assuming, okay, so we're going to lose maybe one or two of those games. So it's, I, I just look at it, and I just, I, I don't see it. I hope, I hope, I you know, hope, not a good strategy, but I hope we win 10 games over that championship. But I'm just, I don't know. I hate to be, you know, raining everyone's parade here. There's no rain, man. There's a damn eclipse today. Shit, you know. <laughs> I think that we're in for the exact same oatmeal that we had yesterday. And it's not we're gonna, not, not, having, not four and eight. We're not having hot mush today. Yay! <laughs> we're having cold mush. Not four Aww. and eight, but I do think that you know what? If to me, it's it's gonna be it's but, gonna be eight and four, eight and five, nine and four. It's in that ilk. It's not gonna be ten. It's not gonna be four. There's no way it would be four. I agree. And with I, both and those I comments. will timestamp it's gonna be four, but it's not gonna be ten. And a lot of people will say they doubled the last year's win total, and I those got the, the new under of, those, polo. Those are the kind of people that deserve to get punched. A lot of people will say that, but the people <laughs> I really this, those are the type of people that I hate. Here's what we're gonna do all year. I'm telling you right now, and I hope everybody sticks around and listens because we'll do our very, very best. Dude, to make it they doubled their win total. They won eight games this year, and they were only won four games last year. Yeah, we're gonna sit in this room every week, and we're gonna beat the same drum, and that's what's gonna happen this year. <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. It's that to me. That's what's gonna happen. I think that I think this team goes seven and five. That's what I think. But here's the thing: don't don't think for a second that I would much, much, much rather this team prove me wrong. I'll eat my words. All of us will get on here. We'll say eat show me. Say we'll show me words. again. But you gotta show me first. But I'm from the show me state. You gotta and show you me first. You have to show me. I'm with McFly. I think seven and five seems pretty realistic. I, I, I don't know. Look, look, four and eight was so much worse than anybody could have guessed. And it's like nine and four is better than, I don't know. <laughs> That's true. Hey, look, look. <laughs> I, I, Three I, minute abs. <laughs> no, look, 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 man. All you got to do is hook this battery up. You don't have to do anything. It just You just sit there and it like contracts and just look at this. Look at this belly, dude. Come on. No, look, I mean, I just, I look at, I watch markets. I trade, I'm in like uh, commodities, futures. Just, I see shit whip, whipsaw one way, it whipsaws the other way. Neither one is reality. The the, the, the true price action, the real, you know, something, what's real is in the middle. 
I I have a I have a consistent Brian Kelly's average as a Division One coach. As a Division One coach, he's Coach Osinko. I know it's a little bit of a slight. That's what he is. He's an eight and five coach over his entire career in Division One. That's what he is. That's what he's been at Notre Dame. Yeah, he's had twelve win season. Yeah, he's had a four win season. Guess what? He's not the twelve win national championship guy. He's not. And okay, Titans, you were such a dick last year. I know Kelly's not really the four and eight coach either. He's I agree. so he's somewhere in between. Right. He's eight and five. He's Coach Osinko. And I think a nine to four season this year, mathematically takes his career at Notre Dame up to the exact same number as what his career in Division One has been. How are they going to get there? I don't know. I just feel like that's going to happen. And I'm not saying that's ludicrous in any way. It is possible. It's, just, it's totally possible. I'm just saying it stinks just, that our best thing that we're predicting right now just, is reversion to the mean. It's just stats. Yeah. yeah sure. Because what else do you have? I mean, if you if, – if you want to go into talk about, you know, like, are they going to make a playoff or something? Stats paint a not nice picture. Okay, I agree. But as a parting shot, then if that's really the case, I mean, let's just challenge the 2.0. Because if you're talking about reversion to, to mean, that's 1.0. That's the same thing. It's, no, it's it, Kelly's there's nothing's DNA. changed except for the you got a new court. Look here. All right, here's the deal. You got new coordinators. You've got a new quarterback. I mean, straight and conditioning coach, I mean, matters to a degree, but now that the season starts, I'm not sure. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. New OC, new DC, new starting quarterback. The reversion to mean, the math, the stats, all these numbers, the only thing that breaks them, like if you look at like Neo, the Matrix, I mean, what breaks these things is the anomaly guy. Cam Newton is the anomaly guy. I mean, there could be... Bob Diaco apparently, or Manti Teo, was the anomaly guy for the 2012 team. So there could be something in this season. Jameis Winston. It could be. I don't know. Wimbush might be the next Tony Rice. Mike Elko could be the next Bob Diaco. Niles Morgan could be the next Manti Teo. I don't know. You just don't. I mean, so there, there's. But that's the Notre Dame. That's the Notre Dame fallacy. Everyone always believes that. It, no, it look, be the next man. No, 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 you can also no. be the next Clifford Jefferson. I knew, I knew we could not get through a damn show <laughs> without this dude breaking it. Listen, no. Here's the difference: is I recognize that that's a possibility, not a probability, but it's a possibility. It's a small segment, but it's out there somewhere, and I can I can recognize that. The pe- most people build their hopes and dreams and their their expectation of the season upon that, which I don't do anymore. I used to. I don't do it anymore. I learned better. I grew up. But some people are expecting, well, if, the, you know, then we can, okay, yes, those, those are all possibilities. They're just not, they're not the likely. probabilities. They're not likely. Right. They're yeah, not likely. I agree. So, you know, recognize it could happen. Don't, don't. Don't put your own money on that. <laughs> Don't spend your own money on that. Yeah? No, I totally agree. And that's my parting shot. What I think is it's not statistically probable that anybody gets what they want. I think it's possible statistically, but I don't think it's probable, which we've said before on the show. We're in the same boat. Uh, we're doing what we do. We're going to be here all year for everybody out there. We're going to watch the games. We're going we're gonna to do our best to try to chop it up for you guys. But... It's the same story that we've said. It's 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 not trust the process. Here's my mantra. It's not probable, but it's possible. That's that's it.